Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending July 31st, 2020. I'm Chris Kyle, and today I'm joined by Paul Eidelman, Director and Senior Investment Strategist. Morning, Paul. It's good to see you. It's hard to believe we're on the tail end of July already, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. How are you, Chris? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Hanging in there. Today, we're going to cover a number of topics. First, we'll discuss recent news surrounding the global economy and GDP figures. Additionally, we'll touch on earnings season and mega cap tech results from yesterday, closing with a recap of current stimulus chatter from the Fed prior to their recess. Paul, let's start with yesterday's Commerce Department report that seemed to, at least initially, permeate the market's continued momentum. The U.S. saw a quarter-on-quarter GDP decline of nearly 33%, breaking records from decades past. Other countries are releasing similar results. What should we make of this figure and its implications for our current recovery? Well, yeah, I think um, the headline macro numbers for the second quarter look epically bad, as you suggested. The U.S. at negative 33% annualized is uh, the worst ever in the history of the country. You have to go back to 1958 for uh, the second worst experience, and that was only negative 10%. So I think it's quite clear that COVID has massively disrupted uh, the performance of the U.S. economy, particularly in the months of March and April, when pretty much the entire country uh, was under stay-at-home orders at the same time. That basically turned off entire industries overnight. We're seeing that in uh, the statistics now. Consumption was down very sharply. Business investment was down uh, very sharply. Uh, but I don't think this was a huge surprise for investors. Consensus was actually looking for negative 34%. So ever so slightly a whisker of um, positive surprise, and, and many of us uh, in the economics community were kind of already very aware of, of these issues. So limited impact for financial markets. But you're right, it's not just a U.S. story. Globally as well, we're seeing uh, similar results flow through as we're starting to get more European data this week. France, uh, just this morning, was reported at negative 45% annualized yeah. in the second mm-hmm. quarter for GDP performance. And and Germany came in around negative uh, 35%. So roughly similar uh, in, in terms of very, very bad second quarter performance pretty much across the developed markets. I guess what we're focused on a little bit more is the, the health of the recovery going forward. And we've seen pretty nice bounce backs, actually, of positive growth in May and June. Uh, and in the case of the United States, as COVID has uh, kind of accelerated a little bit in some southwestern states, that, that pace of positive recovery has slowed a little bit, uh, but it still looks to us like a recovery nonetheless. And I think at the margin, Europe is maybe starting to outperform a little bit as they've handled uh, the virus a bit better. And, and the virus ultimately um, continues to be a major swing factor for the forward-looking uh, economic outlooks. We're just going to have to keep an eye on things. Okay. Well, it sounds like there's a few encouraging bits here and there, um, despite some of those drastic headline figures. But yep. moving forward... Um, we're in the midst of earnings season. Yesterday in particular was heavily anticipated as names already leading the S&P in its current recovery. You have Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, Facebook. They reported second quarter earnings, most of which with smashing results. What information can we glean from these announcements? And did anything come as a surprise? Maybe how are other sectors faring? Well, I think the earnings season as a whole has been an experience where companies have beat extremely depressed Expectations. We came into the second quarter with the consensus looking for S&P 500 earnings growth of around negative 45 percent. And so far, over 80 percent of companies have beat those low expectations. And we're still tracking 
a very negative number uh, in earnings contraction, but that number looks closer to negative 35% today instead of negative 45%. So again, uh, some evidence of a positive surprise that uh, particularly, I think, towards the latter part of the second quarter, company results are maybe improving a little bit. And as you alluded to, the, the really important ones came just last night, just given the concentration of the U.S. equity market with these mega cap technology companies having a large capitalization in the index, Amazon, Apple, and Facebook all really smashed expectations. And, and those individual stocks today are trading up somewhere between 4 and 8%. And, and just given their weighting in the index, that's been a bit of a tailwind. So I think in the aggregate, we're seeing uh, continued modest market gains this week with the U.S. equity market up a little bit less than 1% and global stocks uh, also up but a, a little bit less around three-tenths of a percent, but generally speaking, a pretty pretty encouraging week just in terms of how their earnings are coming through and what that's doing for, for market pricing. Yeah, I think that we'll see, especially around the Seattle area, it seems that hopes are high for many of the Amazonian neighbors we have. Yeah. So lastly, both the House and Senate are scheduled to recess at the end of next week as we go into August. What discussions are occurring behind the scenes and should we expect additional stimulus to be passed in the near future? I, I think so. That's, that's certainly our expectation. Um, the progress so far has been frustratingly slow, but when we kind of uh, put the Republican proposal alongside the Democrat proposal, there does appear to be, I think, some common ground that can be reached in, in just the next one or two weeks. Um, there's really kind of like four key areas of focus. Uh, and on two of those dimensions, both sides already are in agreement with one another. Both Democrats and Republicans want to provide another round of stimulus checks that will probably be about $1,200 for individuals, similar to uh, the CARES Act from several months ago. So that would continue to support the consumer. Uh, both sides also want to provide another round of support for small businesses, particularly severely impacted ones. Uh, so grants or forgivable loans to help them bridge uh, to the other side of this crisis. Uh, and then the areas of tension are more a matter of magnitude than a matter of wanting to take action. So those areas of contention are around the unemployment benefits, which have been really important supports for impacted households. Uh, from the CARES Act, people were getting $600 a week in um, government support if they lost their jobs. The Democrats want to keep that same level of support in place through January 2021. Republicans want to provide a slightly smaller amount, $200 a week, or eventually adjust that to a 70% wage replacement level. So again, it's not a matter of disagreeing in its entirety. It's kind of closing that, that gap. And I think ultimately the compromise solution should be between those two numbers, which would still be very, very significant support. Uh, and then the final issue of uh, significant contention is how much aid to provide to state and local governments. And again, I think it's more a matter of of, of magnitude than if. So uh, I guess at a very high level, uh, the Democrats want to provide $3 trillion of support, which is extremely massive. The Republicans want to provide an additional $1 trillion, which is also massive, but just not quite as big. We think uh, there's a middle ground there, probably closer to $1.5 trillion, that will continue to provide help for U.S. consumers, help for impacted small businesses, and really keep this recovery that we've seen in May and June on track into the second half of the year. And so ultimately our take is uh, the business cycle in the United States and across the developed markets should remain uh, pretty well supported here over the 
six months to, to year ahead. Hmm. Agreed. And so I guess let's hope for some compromise going into the weekend. With that said, that's all we have for today. Paul, thank you for providing insight on the wide variety of topics. And to everyone else, thank you for listening. Stay safe, be well. See you next time.